Welcome back to Base News Network. I'm Jonah Varka, and I'm here with Punk Revolution Now. Um, I'm doing the intro today because, um, you know, Kyo took a, let's just say he took an O of, a vow of feminism. A vow, sorry. I took an O of feminism. No, no, I read it! An oath. He took an oath of feminism. Oh, no, I took an O. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the new thing. All right, well... He took an oath of feminism and decided to allow me to say the intro. So I sincerely thank you f- thank you for letting me do that. Um, clearly, I'm not well-equipped cl- to do it, but, you know, you got to let them try before they thrive. I thought you did thrive. a great job. I thought you did a good <laughs> job. I thought you didn't mess up any words. All right, well... All right, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? No, it's just... Okay. Every time I take an L, every time... But I'm I'm learning, right? I'm getting better. What are the what's okay? So what is the news? So let's get into the news. First, most groundbreaking breaking news. We're gonna be talking about Hamilton later, so hang in tight for yeah. that because it's really epic. But, but right now we gotta get into the real news, um, which is Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broken up after nine months of dating. Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Well, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Hmm. So actually, you know what? I want you, because I'm a good feminist, I want you to, I want you to say your thoughts on it first and then I'll share my thoughts. All right. Well, here are my thoughts. When I first learned that Kim and Pete were together, I thought, huh, that's a little bit weird. And then I thought, Oh, duh, that's the most obvious relationship pairing on earth. Because it's an, I mean, it's no shock to anyone that this is, I mean, this is a clear um, PR relationship situation. And I guess I'm, I think of it and I'm familiar with like the concept of a PR relationship because I was raised on something called a blind item. And what a blind item is, is a, piece of um uh gossip about a celebrity or a public figure that um gets uh uploaded anonymously um from a credible source um one of the most famous uh blind item blogs is crazy days and nights run by nt lawyer who is a entertainment lawyer who um gets his tips from people in the industry stylists assistants whatever who like anonymously submit information about celebrities and then he uploads them onto his site and writes them in a way that makes everyone anonymous and doesn't reveal who the people are but they um but he uh makes it he leaves clues in the description of the drama to like point to who this is about and sometimes reveals who it's about um, but this is, you know, to avoid being sued. So he'll make it clear who he's talking to, uh, talking about, without saying who he's talking about. So, so was there a blind item about this relationship, or do you? Just... I'm sure there was. Okay. But I don't know. I'm but you just sure. are smarter. You're just. I, I will say. I will say. There's no doubt about it that basically your experience, spending a lot of time on the internet, growing up and reading these things, has absolutely made you smarter when it comes to kind of intuitively figuring out what's going on with this because i will say i was completely off base because my reaction was kind of the opposite where when i first found out i was also like oh that's shocking except my my thought process went in a completely different direction where you went from 
oh, this is shocking. Oh, yeah, it's a PR relationship. Well, I was like, oh, this is shocking. And then I was like, I had a gullible moment where I was like, you know what? They're both so, like, eclectic. It's possible. That, like, maybe they're kind of meant for each other in a weird way. Because, like, uh-huh. like, Kim Kardashian is, like, the ultimate, like, powerful figure in media. And Pete Davidson is, like, the ultimate, like, boyfriend in media. That, like, maybe well, somehow... Well, that's where we get into the PR situation. I know. Relationship I know, situation. Yeah. He's the ultimate boyfriend. That's a good point. Yeah. And when I say um, I was raised on these blind items, it was my mom read them religiously throughout my life so i would read them with her and sort of like learn like how it works and stuff um but the reason i brought that up is that you get very familiar with the concept of a pr relationship by reading them because they often say like these people these two people are dating to promote um uh an album or their respective projects uh meanwhile so-and-so seeing so-and-so on the side blah 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 like you 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 get very familiar with this concept and i think that um with kim and pete uh they're both in certain points of their career where a relationship between the two would be mutually beneficial um kim just split from kanye so there was all this you know drama and like craziness going on and um, so she's in this like kind of odd part of her life. And meanwhile, Pete is, I don't know, kind of transitioning from SNL into other ventures. Acting and stuff. Acting. And Wasn't he just in a movie that just came out, right? Um, it's King of Staten Island. Uh, that was a little bit of a go. I don't oh, know. I'm not I, sure. He, I mean, you might be right. I think there was another one. I, I don't know. It's To me, it's just like really straight. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know Pete Davidson, obviously. I don't want to judge, but I have to say, like, the fact that he's kind of, like, just at this point, kind of, like, super, super famous for being the guy that, like, dates super yes, famous exactly. women. Is ki- it's kind of a little gross, Kim, you know. You know, Ariana Grande. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not sure. I can't remember who else, but, like. Yeah. And, I mean, I understand. Like, I understand this stuff is, like, complicated. Like, if I were in his shoes and Ariana Grande wanted to date me, of course I would take the opportunity. Um, if, I was, if I were in his shoes. All right, Sophie's upset. <laughs> kidding. We'll talk about that later. But, anyways. Um, the point I'm trying to say is, like, at some point, though, yes, okay, cool. Kim Kardashian now wants to date you. Okay, maybe, you know, maybe you want to date Kim Kardashian. Maybe you do want to date Kim Kardashian. But don't you also, like, at some point just kind of want to have, like, authentic relationships? Yeah. I mean, I think also, though, in, like, these PR relationships, there's a little bit of, there's a hint of truth in them sometimes. A little bit, like, yes, and a relationship might sort of be set up by publicists, but, um... That doesn't say that there might not be feelings there or, you know, gained or sort of a mutual understanding. So, I mean, what you said earlier about them being both kind of like eclectic eclectic figures, it makes sense that maybe they would get along or sort of have a chemistry. I mean, it's it's very possible that they, you know, were, you know, doing stuff together like, you know, I mean, you know, like. But oh, yeah, I don't know. I never saw this as an end game relationship by any means. But yeah, that's true. Um, One thing I can't stop but thinking about is I don't know if you saw like the text messages that Pete Davidson was sending to Kanye. Oh yes, I do. They were very aggressive, like very like almost like trashing Kanye for not being like 
I don't know, like, I know there was tension about the kids, something mm-hmm. like that. And I, yeah, no, it was, it w- I did see those earlier, and honestly, I kind of forgot they existed, which makes their relationship seem a little more real, now that I yeah. think about it. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel, it's like... I feel like it's, I think both things are true at the same time, to be honest. I really do. I think that, like, let's say maybe Kim and Pete formally met at a party and, like, had a lot of chemistry and, like, sort of got along really well. And then maybe Kim said something about it to her publicist and they're like, wait, that's a great idea. You guys should it is a good pursue idea. a relationship. <laughs> if and I were then, a publicist, I would say, please do that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, a person who I think... Two people I think who are have been in the past heavily involved in a PR in PR relationships um, are Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, who actually were in a, a PR relationship with each other. But mm. right now, Harry Styles is in a PR relationship with Olivia Wilde, um, who is directing a film that he is starring in that is set to come out soon. Mm. So I mean, there's stuff like that where it's like you know this is like a pretty clear like career thing. All right, so sorry. If in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. You okay. Know, so sorry, sorry if this is offensive, but if Taylor Swift is possibly downed, down for a PR relationship um, fling, I guess you could call it, and if she's actually bisexual, don't you think a bisexual, like her dating a, another woman would be a great, like, kind of like PR moment? Um, it's possible, but I think that um, the people who would want to see something like that are actually more in the minority even though they seem like a big community to oh, yeah, someone like right. me or you who are in that kind of scene yeah um, live in a, a, a bubble but there's yes exactly but there's probably there's a lot of fans in like middle america she still has like her country you know music yeah. people fans like if she's trying to appeal to all of america which she at least in the past was trying to do because i i heard when i i was reading press about the um her documentary that came out which i did not watch um yeah, for obvious reasons, I did not watch it. Um, I did hear that um, part of the reason she didn't s- start speaking out about politics until like very recently is because she was trying to appeal to middle of America oh, and yeah. like sort of like you know stay neutral. You know, you know what happened with the chicks when uh, they spoke out against the war. You know, post nine eleven. Um, I always forget that. Like, I, I, I actually, I always, I always have to try to remind myself this because living in Brooklyn, you really, really, really lose touch with like the reality of like yeah. America. Like, I remember reading some like Reddit comment or something of someone saying that Pete Buttigieg probably didn't have a chance of winning the presidency because he like kissed his husband on stage. And I remember thinking to myself like, that is. That to me sounds insane that anyone would care, but that could possibly maybe be true that that yeah. would that would hurt. Like, yeah, I, oh yeah, you're right. Like, even though to me and lots of people, like, you know, I'm not gonna vote for someone because they're gay, but I think it's like an interesting, cool thing to have a gay president. I'd like it. Uh, there's the fact that the the, the 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 fact of the matter is probably most people, or not most people, a significant amount of people. If you're like thinking from like a political or like a business perspective, like entering a pr relationship probably yeah you're gonna alienate a shit ton of people who are i mean it's like it's hard yeah. for me it's hard for me to grasp but that's still the truth and you know we, we see like in politics right now a bunch of governors who are signaling interest in like getting rid of gay marriage in their state um i guess that's a debate now it's like oh yeah i forgot like most people are really fucked up no offense but most people are really fucked up yeah it's 
Yeah, it's easy to forget when you're in some a liberal bubble. Yeah, no, it's true. But that's why we have Base News Network to bring you the facts and bring you back Unfiltered to reality. Unfiltered Unfiltered. News. We're not biased. We know. So we just yeah. gave you the truth. Uh, anything else about... Uh, you know, we, uh, I, do you have anything else to say about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian? Um, I guess we... I mean, they broke up. I wasn't surprised that they broke up. But it should be interesting to see what happens next with... I honestly am genuinely interested in, in what Pete Davidson will do after, you know, his run on SNL and, like, what's next for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially because now he's split from Kim and, like, what does he have at this point? Like, he needs to find another famous woman to date, it seems. Oh, no. It's sad. It's, you know, it's, it's sad. It's, it's sad, sad because, you know, yeah. I, but this is a little thing I, ha- I like to brag about. I actually got a picture of me with Pete Davidson. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Back my freshman year of college, so that would have been... I don't know how long ago, seven years ago, maybe. So oh this my was, God, that's crazy. this was like when he was just getting started on SNL. I have a picture of him and me together selfie with a couple friends. And I remember being like an early Pete Davidson fan, like watching his standup, co- like standup sets on YouTube before he was on SNL and being like, Oh, you know, I really like this guy. I think it's cool that he's like a, like a young kind of cool guy who's on SNL, he could have a really cool future and maybe make SNL not so horrible anymore. And now when I see him, he just seems like completely almost like out of his mind, whether because he's stoned or because he's like literally so extremely famous for extremely unusual reasons. Like his whole life, like I don't like, I I don't, I'm I'm worried that like that amazing talent might just be kind of like lost in the blur of this crazy fame whatever is going on with his life. Drugs and fame and everything. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he has a moment of like sort of detox thing yeah. and like sort of rediscovers himself and you yeah. know has a little bit of a uh you know resurgence in some way not that he isn't famous but you know i would like to famous see for him. like his creative output rather yeah than, yeah like if he, it'd be sick if he could just like put together like an insanely intelligent stand-up comedy set that like puts all this together in a very honest yeah. interesting way you know yeah he could do some sort of like meta cool thing about it like yeah. john mulaney if it was if it were less cringe or something yeah or like yeah. bo burnham if it didn't suck bo burnham something. inside bo burnham <laughs> bo <laughs> we Bur- need that but i'm surprised i mean actually i'm not surprised i'm not surprised you're a fan of pete davidson because of his epic hillary clinton tattoo which you would get in a heartbeat oh wait that's what i want to did i this is something i saw on instagram or twitter so it could be bullcrap but i feel like i saw that pete davidson got the initials of like kim kardashian's children yes he did tattooed yes he did He's had a lot of unfortunate tattoos. He also uh, tattooed uh, Ariana Grande's like logo or whatever. And RGB, yes. Or is it RBG? No, RGB, RGB, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RBG. Yeah. You, should know, th- you should know this. Hey, um, she betrayed us by not stepping off the Supreme Court, and she, she single-handedly got rid of gay marriage, possibly. I thought you were a feminist. I am a feminist. She's the ultimate feminist. Okay, fine. It's- okay, anyway... What I'm saying is, yes, that did happen, Kayo. And also, he had an Ariana Grande tattoo, but he covered it up and made it into his heart. So he is clearly really impulsive and, you know, makes these, like, very, like, strong decisions to, like, permanently alter his body, you know? Yeah. Like, for a relationship that, you know, our relationships that are very short-lived, it seems, and then yeah. it just moves on to the next one. It's very hard, it's very, very hard to, between, to, between kind of balancing the 
what of what what here are like authentic of emotions of being excited by these women i would i mean i i get it like kim kardashian and both both kim kardashian and pete davidson like you were saying i'm sure they're both very interesting people attractive people uh, according to some people i not anyways i don't i don't know pete, i feel like pete davidson looks like a never mind a thumb yeah i'd agree anyways yeah. and then kim kardashian's beautiful anyways the thing I was trying to say is I don't know if I should feel bad for him or maybe he's a douchebag and I shouldn't feel bad for him. Should I feel bad for Kanye West or maybe I shouldn't because he's a douchebag? I, it's hard for me to gauge what's real, what's not. I only see yeah. a little bit and how much of it is all staged. Maybe they're all just normal people who are getting together and be like, yo, mm. you should date this person. I don't know. I'm probably not. It's it's all, The truth is always in the middle with these sort of things. That's true. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see. I think that's all I have to say about it, unless you have yeah, anything else. Yeah, no, I, I think that's it for me. All right, now we're moving on to a boy topic. Just kidding, we're not going to say that, even though this does involve a boy named Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a a man. I call him a boy because emotionally he has the brain of a 12-year-old. He is the host of the far-right, alt-right, consp- it's, I guess far-right. This is like It's one of our competitors. It's one of our competitors, Infowars.com. He has for a, I don't know when he got started. He's one. He's a he's a media mogul. He is like a huge, huge successful network Infowars that has for over a decade now been pushing out far right conspiracies. I want to say alt right conspiracies, but he was he's been around since before alt right was even a term. And to be entirely honest, okay, so obviously I think his political views are repulsive. I am very left wing. I hate these disgusting conspiracy theories, especially regarding the trial that he's on right now, which we'll talk about later. But I do want to just make a quick point, though, that I have always found Alex Jones as an incredibly entertaining figure. The way he's able to, like, rant and just go crazy on the camera. It's he's perfect meme material. He's, yeah, he's great meme material. He's really, really, really funny. And I've always been fascinated because if you're like an absolute idiot who's pumping out far-right conspiracy theories that chemicals being pumped into the water are turning frogs gay or that, uh, you know, obviously anti-vax stuff, all this, hor- like just complete, and there's lots of insane conspiracy theories about the government all working, the governments of the world working together to enslave us all, whatever, crazy stuff. He's obviously an idiot to an extent, but also because he's like so funny, I've always wondered like, is there an extent here where he's kind of just being hyperbolic for the entertainment, if he kind of knows he's lying to his audience so he can continue to get more views? It's always been a mystery to me. And now with this trial, this trial is um, he's it's a it's a, a defamation trial where the basically going back 10, 10 years ago to the um, the the elementary school Sandy mass Hook. the Sandy Hook elementary school mass shooting. He repeatedly claimed that it was he was basically insisting that it, it didn't really happen that there were crisis actors. It was a hoax, basically trying to push the idea that it was kind of like a hoax by the government to maybe take our guns. And this sounds absolutely absurd, but it actually did catch on. A lot of people did believe this, and it resulted in the the uh, uh, some of the parents, many of the probably all the parents of the the children who were killed being harassed, harassed 
by strangers. God. Which is like, okay, it's just. I can't even imagine. It makes you want to puke. The thought of already losing your six year old and now you're being harassed. For a decade. For a decade. A decade. Like. Being told that it never happened and you're a liar and all this stuff. Oh my God. I just like the way you sing, just like you saying that, it's just like unspeakably awful. Yeah. Like you've already lost like your child yes, in the exactly. traumatic, horrible way, yeah. and now you're being told like gaslit, or like people are being told that like you're a liar and like it, an yeah. actor, and yeah, it oh, makes it, it, it makes me sick. It's and you disgusting. know, I, it's 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 not just Alex Jones. I mean, I would also say like this is I think a very like crystallized, intense example of the the violent, disgusting consequences of these far right media figures spreading the hateful lies they do conspiracy conspiracy and i I would say i would say not even conspiracy theories i would say even like tucker carlson who's not necessarily putting conspiracy theories out even though he does dabble in it but just like you know just spreading hatred and and lies and ignorance is gonna result in violence and more hatred okay and this is like an intense intense really fucked up example uh and i was i wanted to watch this because one i'm tired of these sick fucks who are these like far-right extremely powerful figures doing so much damage to these co- this country and getting no consequences for it. And finally, there's finally a really, really clear, straightforward example of someone finally going to pay some consequences for their lies. That's very satisfying. But I also wanted to watch Alex Jones and see how is he going to handle this situation because if you're successful, how much? he probably has hundreds of millions of dollars off of his successful media career. Is he actually an intelligent person who's going to be able to to handle this situation professionally? I was going to I was I wanted to learn how stupid is this guy really? Because um, as stupid as his political beliefs are, you're kind of brainwashed by our society to think that if someone's really successful financially that maybe they're a little bit smart. And one thing I've learned from watching this trial is that the answer is that he is actually really 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 fucking dumb. Like there is no denying it. Like his lawyer. Okay, there's been a lot of big fuck ups during this trial. It no, could be the, like, didn't the lawyer like flip off the other lawyer? The lawyer flipped off of the other lawyer. But the big thing that's the dumbest thing. I mean, that's really dumb too. Is that his lawyers? Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was intentional. Sent the other lawyer. So the the uh, the uh, I guess the the prosecutors mm-hmm. um, representing the families. The representing the families sent them a ton of text messages and private documents of Alex Jones that was then used to, against Alex what? Jones to to oh to, to catch Alex Jones lying under oath and and this is like okay so Alex Jones obviously like you don't have to be smart to know that you should hire really good lawyers like you just need a lot of money and he has a lot of money so obviously, if you have a lot of money and you're still hiring like absolutely horrible, stupid, ignorant, insane lawyers, oh it's because you're an absolutely horrible and stupid, insane person. And it's been interesting watching him go on in the trial, say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yes, the, the shootings were absolutely 100% true. I feel so, I'm so sorry. I feel so horrible. He says all this stuff. He sounds kind of sane for a second. And then like five minutes later, he'll be like, talking about like oh this is all a winch witch hunt the the judicial system is being used against me like he it's it's like he's putting on a performance where on the one hand he needs to perform for the the jury and the parents so he doesn't have to pay a big fine but he also has to continue putting on a performance for his infowars fans and he's trying to thread that needle 
and he's squirming, he's suffering, he's losing, he has to pay tens of millions of dollars. It's going to keep racking up as these fines continue to rack up as other parents sue him, I'm sure. I just got to say, like, it's awesome. It's like, that's all I can say is, like, I, 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 even though I find him funny, I just, I hate this dude for all the lies he's spreading and for him to finally pay these consequences, not only financially, but like also just he's being humiliated day after day. It is like, ah, oh, thank God. And I hope, you know what, Trump, Donald Trump, you're fucking next. All right, that's all I got to say. Wow. Sorry, I've been just- Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I'd like to see you passionate. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I've been, because, you know, I, I'm 26, I've been on the internet nonstop since I'm 13, I've been seeing this dude the entire time since I was like 13 on the internet, I, I, I was watching the news, I was horrified by the Sandy Hook shooting, I've been, li- this is something that's been literally lingering and causing me a little bit of angst and, a, you know, in the back of my mind for so long. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to, like, kind of live with it. Like, okay, fine, yeah. these these sick fucks are going to make tons of money lying to the masses and, and spreading hate and violence against immigrants and, and parents of kids who are killed. You just got to, you know, and now it's like, oh, finally some resolution. So, finally some good yeah. news. Finally some base news. Exactly. No, yeah. I, I feel exactly the same way, and I haven't been following the trial as closely as you have, um, but I wonder what effects, what effect... Alex Jones saying that yes, the the shootings were a hundred percent real will have on his fan base. Do you think he they will take his word, or do you think, oh, he's being forced to say that by his lawyers, and we know the real truth, and like he's sending us codes through his, you know, like got that kind of shit. Like, what do you think? So it seems like Alex Jones when he's talking on the radio to his fans, he's saying like. Oh, I never said that it was a hoax. I was just trying to do honest investigative journalism. I was just asking questions, mm. which is bullshit, but I'm sure his audience is going to eat that up. Like, I'm sure his audience is loyal enough that they'll stick with him. But I like to believe hopefully some people who are, like, kind of on the fence, maybe they're, like, really crazy Trump supporters, but maybe not full-blown Alex Jones supporters, but they kind of maybe flirt with it. Hopefully, this, some of this stuff will make the headlines, and hopefully they'll be like, you know what, I'm going to turn away from that Infowar stuff. It seems a little wacky to me. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's too optimistic. I mean, he's already so, like, wacky and, and insane, like, just, like, visually and, like, his yeah. antics and just, like, how he looks really dumb. Like, yeah. I don't understand how you can, like, look at this man and be like, he's telling the truth. Like, he, this guy's yeah. a smart guy. Like, he's so, like insane looking like you know what i mean like and his like mannerisms and the way he talks and stuff like that and like he's so memeable like i said have you seen the video of him dressed as the joker i feel like i've seen uh, i've seen like snippets of it i don't think i posted it on joan of arca a long time ago it's really funny sweet oh that sounds great yeah you know one thing i've i've heard and i don't know if this is true or not but i've heard i've read this that like a lot of scammers when they're like sending like fake like scam emails or like scam facebook posts and like groups and stuff they'll purposely put typos in it and purposely make it like kind of like poorly written in order to filter out the smart people so only like stupid people interact with it because those are the people who are more likely to be scammed and i feel like alex jones kind of is like that like in real life like he looks like an idiot but that's exactly who his target audience is smart then no no, I think he just. Co- I mean, that's the <laughs> dilemma that you, you were dealing with. 
Well, I, I think it just kind of happens just by coincidence that he is stupid. His content is for stupid people. And then just because he looks so stupid, it just kind of all works out really well for mm. him. That's my, that's my theory. So, yes, he's very funny. He's very memeable. And it's, it's always kind of a weird thing. It's like, you know, you, 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 you have that conflicting feelings of like, you know, feeling like you want to vomit because of the pain he's caused. But also, how could you not laugh? You're laughing at him, which is different than laughing with him. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's still, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's always kind of a weird thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. I, I guess I really needed to get that off my chest. No, it's great. It's good to hear. You did a good job. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, we have one more topic we're going to touch on before we move on to Hamilton, which is Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is epic. Nickelodeon. Don't say that, Kyle, because it's it's actually a story about how Nickelodeon is evil. Nickelodeon paid three hundred <laughs> or wanted to pay three hundred thousand dollars to the co-star of iCarly, Jeanette McCurdy. Je- what's her name? Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. Jen- Jeanette McCurdy. 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 Other known as otherwise known as Sam Puckett. S- from iCarly, the you know the one with the butter sock, the the blonde one who's a little bit of a tomboy. She's so epic. some revelations have come out following the release of her book. It hasn't um, released yet. Oh, it wasn't. It hasn't I, been. Oh, I. Th- well, I'm, let's. We're we're calling up our professional fact checkers our who fact are checker. looking at it right now. Maybe it was. I. Th- um, the fact checker is checking. Yeah, the fact checker is just checking oh. right now. All right, hold on. I'm on the phone with the fact checker right now. Okay. Um, iCarly, Nickelodeon. How do you spell Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I spelled it completely. <laughs> I spelled it N I. Oh, yeah, it's like nickel. Like N I K E L. Oh, my God. The f- that's fact, the, that's fact the fact checker, checker is doing Fact his checker, best. come on. Just learn how to spell come Nickelodeon. On, on. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. Okay, Jeanette. Jeanette. McCurdy book. Ba, 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 ba. I'm glad my mom died. 2022. Is it August obvious? 9? Okay, you're right. It has not been released yet, but it will be released in two days. It was from a, when we're recording yeah. this. There was, there was a snippet that was re- like released as like a kind of a hype yes. to build up some hype. And um, it's been known for a, lo- a while now, like on the internet, like about Nickelo- some of Nickelodeon's really unethical. Um, Practices and situations, suspicious situations with its child actors for, you know, for a while now. And, um, you know, a lot of people know about um, Dan Schneider, Dan Schneider, who uh, I, I think was the showrunner, maybe, or I think he created like created a lot of, a lot of like iCarly and uh, um, uh, Victorious and all those like epic shows that us us women enjoyed and some males as well um i did like some of these yes shows. so i i really liked them both a lot um but uh i was a feminist at a young age watching iCarly. dan schneider is notorious for his uh foot fetish and would like ask to see like the children's feet a lot on the show and like the nickelodeon logo had a foot in it there's just like all kinds of stuff there was this one time where like the iCarly, i think it was iCarly, maybe Victorious. I think it was iCarly, or maybe oh wait, no, it was Sam and Cat, the spinoff with the, uh, Ariana Grande and uh, yes, Ariana Grande and uh, Jeanette McCurdy um, for a promo thing on Twitter. Like the Twitter tw- like posted, like take a picture of your feet and write hashtag Sam and Cat and share your favorite. Blah, blah, blah. Like basically encouraging children to send pictures 
like free pictures of their feet on Twitter to the Sam and Cat uh, Twitter. So there's a lot of sus stuff. Um, but in the book, uh, Jeanette wrote that she was asked to, you know, she had to take these pictures of, well, she, I think she was like 13 or something, wearing like a bikini and like she was, given was given alcohol, alcohol on yeah. set. And just, I mean, I can imagine the yeah. other really sus things that have happened to her. And that uh, Nickelodeon offered to pay her $300,000 to keep it quiet. And she, she rejected that offer, which is admirable. But also like, I don't know, 300000 doesn't sound like that much for like what really the situation is, but I don't know, maybe yeah. not. Um, so it's very unfortunate, and I'm when I read those things, I really was not shocked at all, just because on the internet, like, people have been talking about how sus the filming of these shows have been for, like, a long time now, so. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, I've definitely, I feel like I kind of just hear it as, like, a stereotype that as a child actor, you're going to be in some really messed up situations with predators and everyone taking taking advantage of you for money or you know lots of different horrible things um maybe not the case for everybody but it seems to be a pretty common situation and it's sad like nickelodeon is just like please don't please don't ruin nickelodeon i used to love watching nickelodeon like that's like a that's a place where children go to be safe spongebob yeah that's like a place where children have like to like go be safe laugh have fun and the thought of like predators in the background really creeping tar- in tarn- there tarnishes it yeah. a lot so i kind of have kind of mixed feelings about the story in the one because on the one hand it's like oh i don't want to think about this i don't want to you know but on the other hopefully just having some of this stuff aired out a little bit will be kind of like a little bit of justice you know what i mean like let's yeah i mean i don't even know where he is now like he needs to like I, Dan Schneider hasn't, it's, it's his, uh, I know he was, like, he left Nickelodeon at some point, but, like, I don't know, like, like, what's happened with him? Like, why hasn't he really answered? I'm surprised that he hasn't been, like, formally Me too especially when yeah. that was all going on. Well, he left Nickelodeon in 2018. Right. Which, which wasn't that one? Wasn't that when Me Too was happening? Around that time, I thought. I thought maybe it was 2017, but it could be okay. 2018. Around that time, though, that's accurate. So he did leave, but I don't know. It wasn't like a Harvey Weinstein situation at all. But that yeah. was probably more. Maybe it could have been. You it know, could have been. But I'm surprised it wasn't. And I wonder if Nickelodeon made similar deals with other actors um, yeah. that obviously went through because they people haven't said anything yeah i feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions that hopefully we're gonna get answers to soon and i think the answers are definitely pointing in a direction that says that there's a lot of there's there's been a lot of horrible things that have happened and people who have probably been complicit in turning the other way or i mean you know if someone's if someone's if nickelodeon is offering three hundred thousand dollars to a child for them to stay quiet like obviously it's not just dan schneider there's got to be multiple people who are you know that's a three hundred thousand dollars you don't just that doesn't just come out of thin air like there's something that people have to like kind of talk about and agree on one once one one way or the other so obviously there's there's um there's it's it's like there's got to be some sort of uh I don't know what the word would like a cha- like a chain of people that have kind of co- collaborated. A ring of people. A ring. It's a ring. It's it's the it's the it's the QAnon but for real story. Yeah, it's it sucks. It really sucks. Like, 
it's just depressing really like is there any like pop like wholesome way to make a kids show anymore or, or ever well do you think do you think that because of like the me too movement and people kind of culturally i think we take this stuff more like seriously and understand sexual misconduct to be like really 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 unacceptable compared to obviously like a few decades ago do you think that maybe now things are a little bit better um for like yeah for nickelodeon you know i mean probably i hope so i hope so too i think that there's i i think what's definitely changed is that people are more cautious and that might mean that although they may be more cautious, that doesn't mean they're not not doing it and being more sly about it and, like, finding ways to, like, cover it up better, maybe, or, like, being more subtle. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. I just... I, I think that there's an awareness of the potential of cancellation or, or ridicule or a public harass... Uh, not harass... You know what I mean? Like, public outcry the loss of career and these horrible consequences. So I think that there are probably, probably people are more careful, more reluctant to do such a thing that that doesn't of course mean that they aren't doing it anymore. Cause I don't know. I'm just so, sometimes I feel so cynical about these things and like, like, you know, sexual harassment is like such a tale as old as time, especially Mm -hmm. with children. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, I I want to hope I want to hope that it's getting better, but like, yeah. I don't know. It just to me, it just feels like it's still going on. They're just finding more, you know, uh, covert ways to do it. Sadly, but mm. hopefully not. You're probably right. I think you're probably right. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think realistically, like this is going to happen. Like, there's always there's gonna be there's gonna be creeps, and they're gonna find ways. Unfortunately, but I do like to believe, and maybe this is me being too optimistic, that because you know when there's a situation where it's kind of like a ring, or maybe not necessarily a ring, but people kind of like turning the other way, or kind of being a little bit complicit and having an idea, and not you know, there's like a bit of like passivity of like other people who maybe kind of maybe it crosses their mind that something's up, but they don't act on it because they don't, you know, they don't want to, they don't, you know, maybe now because it's something that is like a little bit more destigmatized for us to like talk Mm -hmm. about and like understand with the fight Mm -hmm. and oppose. Hopefully that like reduces the passivity of people who are like kind of turning a blind eye to like powerful people who are acting kind of sus with kids. I don't know. I like to believe that. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's. There's probably not any statistics on this, but I like to believe if we could just reduce it, just even like, yeah, ten percent, that'd be making me really. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, that's you know? great. I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, but this is also just in media, though. Like, yeah. I mean, this stuff goes on in the home. Yeah, yeah. You know, it goes on everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's just really depressing. But maybe, I mean, media is like what we look to for examples. Uh, for better or for worse so maybe i mean if there's help if there could be sexual misconduct in nickelodeon there can it can it can happen anywhere because nickelodeon like i said is supposed to be a safe haven uh it's where it's where kids go to like be like to escape homework or whatever you know anyways sorry i didn't want to go that dark with that but i mean it it is a really inherently dark topic there's really no getting around like once you start talking about and thinking about it you can really i will say though that it makes it really does make me want to read uh uh jeanette mccurdy's book so yeah yeah. I might do it. 
if if you're someone who's has a traumatic experience, um, you can process that however you want. I'm not saying you should go write a book if that's not something you're comfortable doing, but I sure do hope that there's more and more um, people speaking out about this stuff. Um, I'm feeling quite satisfied with Alex Jones right now, getting, you know, finally him kind of feeling the heat. And I like to believe that Dan Schneider and these other, you know, people we've all suspected for a long time creeps to, to, uh, to also feel some heat too. So. Indeed. Yeah. So. So. Now the moment that you've all been waiting for. So time for. Alexander Hamilton. All right, so we finished part two of Alexander Hamilton. There was an interlude, and then we got to the second half, and I feel like... Do you mean intermission? I always say interlude. <laughs> I, see, that's that's how you know I'm a music critic, is because I, I think of, like, breaks in media it's, as Oh, it's an interlude. It's inter- yeah. It's actually an intermission. Intermission. I like how in Hamilton Disney Plus they had a good minute-long intermission with an hourglass that was dripping sand, so you knew you had one minute to pause, go pee, get some candy, and come rush your ass back, because we're going to watch Hamilton. <laughs> and my thoughts were... I feel like the second half... Did it take an L? I don't know if it took an L. It seemed uh, the first half of the second half, he wasn't he wasn't looking too yeah. happy. Um, yeah, I feel like be real. there were some songs in the first half of the second half that the I was Thomas like... Thomas Jefferson song, the first one that he did was kind of bad. Yeah. It was really cringe. Yeah. I'm not that was the dude who's in Clipping, right? You don't know. Uh, that's your wheelhouse. That's my job. That was my job to research that. All right, I'm going to do a quick uh, call. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Dave, David Biggs... Diggs or something like that. Uh, Diggs, I think. I think. Yeah, that's the dude who's in Clipping. Yeah. David Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a fantastic rapper. I love Clipping, the rapping group that he's in. So like, I automatically like him. I think there's some. I'm gonna say there's something wrong with Sophie's speakers. There's no way he was singing that off pitch. Everyone, go watch Hamilton, the first song after the intermission, with Jefferson rapping or singing. Is he singing off pitch or is that Sophie's was, speakers? I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't great. Yeah. Th- um. Yeah. I-, I thought. Um. I liked the scene. Uh. That happened with like Hamilton's son and the duel. Yeah, that was cool. That was kind of cool. Like 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 showing like preparing for the duel. I don't know. I like the songs where they like prepare for the duels. Are kind of cool. Like yeah. the ten rules or something. Yeah. The nine duel rules of dueling. Um. So that was cool. Um. Dueling is absolutely crazy. Yeah. For real. It's like it's something that I've read about, and it's just like hmm. This seems fucking insane. And then you watch it in a musical, which makes it like a little bit more real in a way. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is just fucking insane. Like Hamilton giving his son like, oh, yeah, you got a duel today. All right. Good luck. You know, like you might die today. And then he dies. And it's like a traumatic. It's like that was I don't know. Read up on dueling. It's insane. All and right. then Hamilton himself, spoiler Hamilton, alert, yeah. dies in a duel. Dies in a duel. Uh, with, from Aaron Burr, kills him. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, my you know, my honest feelings about the second half was that it made me want to, it made me want to sit down and like read more of this stuff and learn more because. Yeah, I would like to read more about like the real Alexander Hamilton and see how it, uh, it measures up to the the story because like i know if you like actually look up pictures of these people it's like really funny because like like they're like attractive and cool looking and like not these like old white people and then if you like look up uh, like eliza this is eliza we're looking at a picture it's just like some 
like white woman, old white woman. Yeah, I, I compared yeah. to like how she looks like in the move, um, not movie, sorry, the well, musical. The fact that Hamilton, I will give Hamilton credit. The fact that I'm interested in actually reading more about Alexander Hamilton, I think you got to give credit to the musical because that just sounds so fucking boring to yeah. like an, on any other day. But because they kind of spelled out the whole thing, they just they just really made Alexander Hamilton just seem like an incredible hero. A cool, sexy, a like, cool, sexy hero. Smart, like yeah. Because I'm a punk who automatically is a contrarian who doesn't like Hamilton because it's a successful Broadway show. I want to like be able to point out, oh, but Hamilton was an imperialist or something. You know what I mean? But I actually don't know enough about Hamilton. And there was like some cool debates between like Jefferson and Hamilton. Yeah, that they like turned into rap battles. They turned into which rap was, battles. Which like, I thought was kind of clever. Yeah. And it cool. was clever. I, I will say, you know, just they managed I, to yeah. make something incredibly boring into something kind of entertaining yeah. and cool yeah. and like badass, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was like, a, oh, you know what? This is. You know, I feel like there's almost like a pendulum where like there's like it swings to like the conservatives who really put the founding fathers on a pedestal and treat them as like gods who who set in motion the world's most powerful and rich and amazing country. And then like it swings the other way where it's like, oh, actually, all the founding fathers were just old white men who didn't, which actually, I, you know, I, I definitely I mean, I swing, I swing that way with the on the on the pendulum, you know, thinking that the founding fathers are like um, pretty overrated. Who gives a shit about the Constitution if the Constitution is giving more electoral People votes? People are always to, just saying you know, like these old white men wrote this yeah. like hundreds of years ago. How does this apply to like contemporary America? And like yeah. that's sort of what you hear yeah. on the internet from exactly. like leftists. And I think if you just take the whole left-right spectrum, the whole like debate out. I do think, objectively, the fact that you're able to make a really successful musical off of Hamilton's life does say, well, you know what? There's something interesting going on there. Like, American Revolution, maybe it's not, like, as cool as the French Revolution, but it's still a revolution. That's still pretty cool, right? Yeah. And Jefferson and Hamilton debating about, like, the form of America's government, kind of boring, but also kind of kind of cool, too. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it definitely shows, like, that, like, the development of, like, America's, like, the foundation of American government was, like, a little tumultuous and, like, involved in fighting and, like, all this conflict, which is interesting. Like, you know, it wasn't, like, necessarily a unified front back then. Like, we've, because we hear a lot about, like, oh, we're super polarized now, but, like, you know, there's always been conflict in like okay that's not a profound statement at all but you know what i mean like we no, were no. we were as divided as ever back then too yeah. no know? no i think it's no i think you make a good point like i think when people hear the term founding fathers mm-hmm. it kind of abs- sounds it, like they were all good buddies they like, were, working yeah, together like it's an, it's like an abstraction of a cohesive unit that all worked to just right. all signed a doc i mean they did all sign it but point is is i don't know like i'm kind of interested like i want to read like okay for example Aaron Burr I don't know shiz about Aaron Burr never heard of this guy until exactly. I watched Hamilton so I want to I want to like what if Aaron Burr is based because I don't know enough what if Aaron Burr is actually dope and I, I think it what if I read more about Hamilton apparently Aaron I mean according to the musical like Aaron Burr didn't believe in anything like he was yeah. such a like 
boring part like or like a politician in the sense that he wanted to please everyone so you oh my god sorry i just looked up a picture of him he looks like so deranged his eyes look pretty spread far apart from his face <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> oh my god he's yeah, they, that's gonna end up in the podcast art for this one yeah definitely they're like oh he didn't win the election because he was trying to please everyone like a politician no he didn't win the election because he looks like a freaking shrek <laughs> all right sorry see that's what if i were to write a musical that's what i would do what okay if you okay if you could do a musical but but any like political like situation or like historical moment what would you what would you make it about the punk revolution. It would be about Joe Biden beating Donald Trump. <laughs> no, there's already a Trump musical, isn't there? Already a musical. There's Trump the Rusical on RuPaul's Drag Race. Trump, Trump the Rusical. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I because the thing is, I think it is. I do find it appealing finding a little slice of American history that people d- don't know too much about, and then showing the world how interesting it is. Like for me, what first comes to mind like was like. Oh, you know, I really love reading about like the New Deal and FDR, but I feel like everyone already kind of likes FDR. Well, that's that they already have a musical about that. Do they really? Little Orphan Annie. Okay, so oh, okay. All right, well then let's try to like, you know I'm, I'm sure there's like like I'm sure like that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I like about Hamilton is they take something that sounds boring, like Alexander Hamilton just sounds like a white old lawyer. It's like a guy you know, but you don't really know. It's a dude you know, and you. You're like, oh, that's that one guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have to I have to give a little bit of respect to the fact that, one, they took a boring historical figure and made a, a very successful musical. Two, the fact that it's pretty innovative for the fact that it's so hip-hop driven and that's not something you see in Broadway. I have to say, that's kind of mind-blowing because, like, yeah. hip-hop is so meant for Broadway. Hip-hop is literally you just saying it like you're just cramming a ton of words into one song which is I mean, perfect it's, po- it's poetic and it's, it's poetic yeah like it's prose like, or it's like well, literally it's how prose, did it take you know I mean. how did it take until hamilton for someone to figure that out like oh hip-hop works really well yeah that is surprising and i wonder if like though there will be more hip-hop inspired musicals there in the future be. that made it make it on broadway i think it's because um i think it's probably because um racism Bro- no for real yeah, yeah. broadway you, you you take a look at the 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 directors the cast the crew doesn't you know it's not always such a diverse uh, um crowd so maybe that's maybe that's one reason you know they're all they're all in their bubble of show tunes and then finally lin-manuel miranda the innovative genie he's lin-manuel he's punk af he's punk i will say though the second half when watching the second half i was thinking a little bit more like how the heck did this get so successful? Because I feel like the music the music is good, but not like outstanding. Like yeah. I feel like I can think of like ten other musicals that have better music. I feel like it was created in a lab to like appeal to like thirteen year old Tumblr users, mm. like non-binary Tumblr, mm. like the qu- ship. Que- I'm queer, by the way. I can say that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I'm an ally, so I can. Yeah, no, you, you know what you mean. Okay. You know, like it was created to to please like a certain community of people. I think, um, maybe not, but like I think that's part of its success. Is like it's so like it it leads itself to fandom mm. so easily. I mean, think about the infamous like Thomas Jefferson political fan art of like you know. Wait, you know what I'm talking t- about? Tell, tell them exactly what the words to Google Image are to find that Okay, image. so go on Google Images and look up Thomas Jefferson fan art. That's all you have to do. Really? Yeah. 
I didn't realize it was that famous. It's so it's so famous. I've seen, I mean, I've seen it a lot, but it's I just so famous. Come right, on. All right. Here, I'm doing it right now. Thomas Jefferson fan I'm spelling it wrong because I'm bad yep. at typing. She was comes not... up comes up instantly. She misspelled it and it still came up first. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so yeah. So it's yeah. And it's not it's only fan art of I mean that particular fan art comes up, but there's also other fan art and all of it is the Hamilton version of I mean, it's essentially fan fiction anyway, so it makes sense oh. that like those kind of people would be into it. It is fan. It's fan fiction. It's a fan fiction about the fine founding fathers. It's uh, doing head cannons. It's doing, mm. um, it's doing uh, uh, right. alternate Holy universe or AUs where like yeah. there's an AU where everyone in American history is um, a person of color and mm. are maybe kind of queer coded XD or and rap about epic stuff you know it's fan fiction you're so right you know what now that i think about it, the the venn diagram between people who spend time on tumblr reading fan fiction and people who like musicals is a perfect circle exactly how did this not occur to me wow and lin manuel miranda that's why i'm on, on a, a co-host that's why show. no that's why you sophie you know some shiz that I don't know, for sure. And, That's, so, and you do, too. So. All right, so it bounces out. Yeah. That's what I call feminism. Well, actually, that's not feminism. That's it's egalitarian. Egalitarian. No, I, I'm not an egalitarian. I'm a feminist. I prefer... I actually... You believe I, in female supremacy. I believe in female supremacy, because I think that I would think there'd be... Do you think Putin would be going to war right now if he was a woman? No. No. I, I think it's just a thought... I think it's a good thought experiment to think about if Putin was a woman if we'd be in this war right now. All righty. Any, any last thoughts about Hamilton? Um, I don't know. Uh, I like I like to end the episodes around an hour. We got five minutes. Let's just yeah. fill in the space because we got. I, I'm sure I can think of more things to talk about. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, this is what I actually wanted to say. So watching, see, I had something. Watching the watching this musical, I am definitely kind of in this weird spot where I really don't know what to think of Lin Manuel Miranda. Because I think that his yeah. cringiness outweighs the talent. Interesting. And by talent, I do not mean his vocal or rapping abilities. I mean his ability to construct this musical and write the lyrics and music and all of that is, I mean, no, no doubt, great and amazing. And you know, he won Tonys, blah 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 blah. But he is just. He's just ruined his whatever reputation he even had. He's just ruined it by being extremely cringe online, mostly by posting some of the worst selfies I've ever seen in my life. Um, just look up Lin Manuel, Google Lin Manuel Miranda selfie, and you'll know what I mean. So, have you seen these? I've seen those. I've seen yeah. those. They're they're classic. They're I literally found out about Lin Manuel Miranda through his selfies. That's how bad selfies are. Imagine writing the most famous critically acclaimed successful musical <laughs> of your so life funny. and that people find you not through that but literally through your selfies oh my goodness oh, <laughs> oh my, my god goodness. there's one where it looks like uh kayo it does look like me i mean a little bit just because of the hat and like the face oh my oh. god he's doing like a lip bite in like a cross-eyed cross-eyed he's doing, what's that called when the japanese girls do? it's uh, anime girls oh i'm sorry I, well, anime is Japanese, so it's technically Ag- correct. It's called a agi- ag- how do you say it? Agyo face. Okay. Um, it's like a, uh, hentai face. Hentai oh, this face. one, this one's my favorite. Wow, he looks punk. I love this picture. Okay, I mean, this is the th- it's like it's it's I I because he's so 
nerdy and pathetic and like dorky. It's and a gro- little endearing. It's honestly. a little endearing, and honestly, it's like it's hard for me to think of him as like a bad guy. I'm sure he just seems like a liberal, like okay, okay artist so- guy, music dude. I mean, he just had um. What else did he... He just came out with something that was pretty successful. I can't remember what it was. Like a a new musical movie thing. What was it? I think I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I... We should, we should like, reform his reputation. Uh, okay, okay. I will reform it right now. <gasps> Look at, okay, we're looking at a picture, and he's wearing a hat that says... Like, a flap-rimmed hat that says A.ham. That's so awesome. I want that. So while doing research for this podcast, I wanted to find out, does Hamilton own slaves? Mm. And it seems like most evidence points to no, because he like wrote a lot about how he disgusted he found disgusting he found slavery how he worked to make slavery illegal in new york state but then obviously he was like complicit in you know putting together a constitution with a team of a bunch of slave owners and also possibly like bought and sold slaves on behalf of his family or maybe he actually did own slaves and was a big hypocrite totally possible there was one thing where i I actually found an interview with lin-manuel miranda and lin-manuel manuel miranda said that hamilton the entire show everybody who's in the show were all complicit in slavery, including Hamilton, even though Hamilton didn't own slaves. And because of that history being really complicated, that kind of made some space for the Broadway show to kind of be interesting with the concepts it was kind of playing with of making a lot of these characters people of color. I feel like a lot of critics will like will say, oh, it's gl- it's 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 glorifying a uh, a racist you know a bunch of racists in america's history but the fa- you know the fact of the matter is is that lin-manuel miranda writing this show was completely aware of that it seems and had all that self-awareness i think that's kind of part of what makes it a good musical i don't know it's hard I don't to know. say I, I think i'm a little too hard on him just because he's so cringe but i if, if you guys know me i love cringe and i like when i say i love cringe i like love it i like find it endearing and and wholesome so i can't help but love him even though he's so incredibly cringe and i mean i do acknowledge like the amazing feat that is hamilton like it's a good piece of art regardless if it has flaws and you know it's It's good art if it's it's i think it's a good piece of art i do well it it might not be my favorite piece of art but it's you know it's worth watching i think yeah, I think it's worth watching. I mean, I will. The one thing that does put a really, really bad taste in my mouth, and we've talked mm. about this, was the fact that he made himself the lead role, and he's oh, not well, talented. That's fucking. That yeah. that literally ruins. Like, because it's like I really, really, really have a strong distaste for people who are narcissists. Like, if oh, yeah, I definitely. If someone's a narcissist, I literally just want them completely cut out of my life. Yeah. And I'm getting a little bit of narcissist vibes by yeah. him putting himself as the lead role. And That's then, a good point. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Just, like, look up a performance of, like, Hamilton with a different Hamilton. Now that, because obviously Lynn is not playing that role yeah. anymore and, like, the... Yeah. Like, you'll just notice a difference. Like, it's just so much more believable. Like, of course all these women are in love with him. Of course everyone thinks he's super smart and cool and based and, like, charismatic because the actors playing Hamilton actually have the charisma that the role, that the 
Clay keeps insisting that he has. It's basically the entire the entire musical is basically just saying Hamilton is really epic and hot and smart, and you guys should like him. Like telling you to, instead of showing you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I I actually, you know what? Even like I did learn a lot of little fun, cool tidbits about Alexander Hamilton's life, but I can't say. I actually learned, like, I actually learned why he's so amazing. I just learned that he is amazing, and I didn't really learn yeah. why. There was so much just kissing Alexander Hamilton's ass with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's not playing, a very good singer. Playing the role. It's just like, you really have to suspend disbelief. Like, you, yeah. I don't know. It's like, you, I don't know how anyone could watch this without laughing. Do you think there's people who find him hot? Yeah. I'm not one of those people, but... They're out there. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true with everybody. I'm sure there there's someone who thinks he's hot. Mm-hmm. Like someone. Sapiosexual. No, I'm sure there's someone. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm sure there's someone on Tumblr who's like, well, I, I know for a fact there's people on Tumblr who are like my small precious bean. I love him. Wait, how tall is he? Oh, he's got to be short. Let me look it up. Oh wait, we did. He's he's five foot eight. Remember? According to the internet, he's five foot eight. Which yeah, means which five. means he's five six. Okay. At least. Uh, he, All right. He's definitely shorter, right? You think? Yeah, I think so. They're usually shorter than they claim. At the very, at the very least, he has, he has the like he the way he stands on stage and presents himself. It just feels very, very, very short. So, I think ultimately, like in the future, as Hamilton is like, conti- like continued to be you know performed, it's probably a better musical now that Lynn is not playing the role. Oh, he's not anymore. No, 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 no. He hasn't been playing the role for a while now. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, other actors play that role on a Broadway. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so I'll show you a video later. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I guess I encourage sense. you all to like look it up because I think if you've seen like the Lin Manuel Miranda like version where he plays Hamilton, like, and you watch like another version, you'll definitely like notice a big difference in the quality of the performance, and I think that. It'll, it makes it easier for you to believe that like all these things that they're saying about Hamilton are true because the actor playing Hamilton in the musical is actually reflecting the things that they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I guess um, the, the, the sad truth is because I watched the Disney Plus Lin-Manuel Miranda Hamilton, that to me is Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like that is Ham. Like that's that's Hamilton to me, and Hamilton to like millions of other people. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but like this is like official Broadway. Like that's true. This is like the guy on Broadway right now performing is not Lin Manuel Miranda. I know yeah. what you mean though. Like, but I like, think he was my first. I see. see. You know what I mean? He was my first <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's interesting. Um, I I kind of see what you mean, but as someone who's like a little bit more into musicals than yeah, you yeah. are, like I'm used to this because like these roles like change all the time. I guess that's like fair. The, the actors playing these roles come and go. Maybe I built a little too much of an emotional connection to Alexander Hamilton, aka Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't know. There's a lot of parallels between the two, so it makes you, sense. Between him and I. Yeah. Because we both wrote a constitution and had a revolution. Wow, that was some good rhyming right there. I wonder if they did that in Hamilton. I bet they had to have rhymed constitution with revolution in the show. Like, they just had to. Like, they could not miss that shot to do that. All right. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think this is the end of the episode. I really don't have anything yeah, else to say yeah, about no, Hamilton. I think watch Hamilton. Um, it's worth watching. Yeah, watch it. I mean, it's a, it's a part of like American like culture, I guess now like can't, take, can't cultural like canon. And you have a choice. You can either watch the Lin Manuel Miranda version on Disney Plus to understand the cringe phenomenon of Lin Manuel Miranda. Or you can take Sophie's advice and watch it on YouTube with a new Broadway. Well, you can't watch the whole thing on YouTube. You can watch clips of it. Okay. You have to actually go to Broadway or like some other like show where they're like professionally performing it and watch it. So that's obviously less accessible. We should go on Broadway. We should go to. We should go watch it on Broadway. Really? It would be. No. Yeah, does, I'll think it could be cool. Does anyone want to give Sophie and I five hundred dollars <laughs> so we can go see? Oh my god! Just saying. It'd be a good podcast episode. Yeah. If someone gives us five hundred dollars, definitely use it on the tickets. If someone gives us five hundred dollars, we will watch Hamilton, and we will do a third episode about Hamilton. This time about the updated Broadway version. Indeed. Okay. Alrighty. Um, with all that said, ado, I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Right. This is this has been uh, Based News Network. Based News Network. Your news today has been, and Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian breaking up. Alex Jonah on trial getting his ass kicked. Yep. And Nickelodeon. And thanks for watching and be sure to subscribe. Hamilton. Alexander. Hamilton. Hamilton. Give us five stars and thanks so much for subscribing, etc. Punk Revolution and Base News. Jonah Varka. Bye. Punk Revolution Base News Network.